Welcome back to the Balance and Barbells podcast. My name is Kayla and I am your host. If you're new around here, I'm an online personal trainer and fitness coach, and this podcast is designed to be a resource for health and fitness and just becoming 1% better every single day. So in today's podcast, we're talking about my tips for becoming a morning person. This is my most asked question on my Instagram and on my social media, just how to become a morning person and how to start waking up earlier. So we're going to dive into that and I'm just going to share all of my biggest tips for kind of transitioning into becoming a morning person. Sean has not been a morning person since I've known him. He's always been somebody who stays in bed really late and who likes to stay up really late. And that was probably the hardest part of transitioning into becoming even more of a morning person. I've always been a morning person, but just trying to have your significant other when you're living together become a morning person is very challenging if they are not naturally because it really messes with your schedule, especially if you're sleeping in the same room. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and how I've helped transition him into becoming a morning person and how that has helped us um, with me even being a morning person. So we'll talk about that. I have some success around this because it has worked for Sean. Um, so we'll talk about all of my favorite tips. We're going to start off the podcast with the fitness fact of the week. I was doing some coaching this week and I was going through some check-ins. I always have monthly check-ins at the first of the month. If you're new with online coaching or you don't know what it is, basically what I do with mine is I have weekly check-ins with my girls and I'll just check in with them once a week, make sure progress is going well and get them some tips. And then I do monthly check-ins with them. And these are longer in-depth check-ins. And I was going through a bunch of them at the first of the month. And one of the things that is kind of hard for a lot of women to overcome is the fact that muscle mass does not make you look bulky. And that's a common concern that I get with a lot of people, no matter how long we've been coaching together. There are some girls that I've been with for six-ish months, even longer than that, who still ask me questions from time to time of, am I going to get bulky with this? How is this going to pertain like me adding more weight to my exercises? And the one concept that I think that is the most important for everyone to understand, regardless of what your goal is in fitness, is muscle mass is one of the most important factors for starting to see results. If you're not focusing on building muscle mass, you're not really going to see the results that you want until you start prioritizing building muscle mass. Because the more muscle mass that you have, the more calories and energy your body burns on its own naturally. So if you're sitting there with very little muscle mass and you are trying to lose weight, you're focusing on the wrong thing. And the reason is because you are at a point right now, if you don't have a lot of muscle mass, that your body is maintaining at a very low energy level because it doesn't take a lot of energy to maintain your current mass. But if you switch that out and some of your mass shifts from body fat to muscle mass, you have to eat more and you have to do more to maintain that mass total. This is a podcast that we're going to dive into a little bit later into this season, but I wanted to make this the fitness fact of the week to kind of give you a little sneak peek into the episode and just understanding the general concept around why muscle mass is so important. Once there's a point where you kind of shift your priority in your workouts and you start focusing on building muscle mass, especially as a female, it's just scary because so many women have been taught that you get bulky when you build muscle mass. And 
it's one thing that I need to point out is that it is not something that naturally happens. Most women will not naturally put on a ton of muscle mass and get bulky, mainly because we don't have the hormones to build that kind of muscle mass. If you're seeing women on social media that are super bulky, they're doing something supplement wise to help themselves get to that point. There are some women who just naturally are more muscular and they have more muscle definition. This is kind of why if you train the same or eat the way as somebody else, you're not going to look identical to them because genetics plays a huge role in that. But As a woman and as a female, you do not have the hormones and the genetic makeup that males do in order to build that muscle mass in the same capacity. So you're not going to be bulky just by lifting weights. And by shifting that fact and understanding that your goal should be to build muscle mass, you will start to see results slowly fall into place better. You'll start to see results more frequently. You'll get that toned look because you're prioritizing the right things. And there's a lot of things that go into place of that. So you have to be paying attention to what is going to help you build muscle mass successfully, the way you train, the style of training, how many reps and sets you're doing, what you're eating. These are all primary factors that go into how successful you will be in it. But muscle mass is related to your metabolism and your metabolism is what is going to help you see results. So that one fact around building muscle mass needs to be a priority in your training, regardless of how you do it. And again, we'll dive into that into a later episode, but that is the fitness fact of the week. So let's dive into the episode for the week. I want to talk a bit about some of the tips that have helped me in my morning routine. One thing that I think is important to point out with a morning routine is everyone's morning routine is going to look a little bit different. Everybody has things that work for them. Their schedule looks different. I talk about this a lot. Some people wake up earlier than I do and have to be at work way earlier before me. I work from home. I have quite a bit of luxuries when it comes to the flexibility of my schedule. When I have to start work, I don't have to drive anywhere. That is a benefit of my morning routine. So you have to tweak these things to make your morning routine work. I don't have kids. I don't have all of these additional things that some people have in their lives. It's going to fluctuate how their morning looks and how their daily routine looks. Sometimes this affects your nighttime routine. But the first thing that you have to get in order, in my opinion, is your nighttime routine. You need to get a consistent sleep schedule and you need to get something consistent in your nighttime routine that is going to help you start the day off on the right foot. For me, that looks like having a clean house. I cannot stand waking up to dirty dishes. I always have the dishwasher running at night. I clean up the kitchen after dinner and everything is cleaned up and organized for the morning. We might have a couple dishes that didn't make it into the dishwasher the night before, but I start the morning by, or before I shower after my workout, I start the morning by unloading the dishwasher, putting them away and getting the dirty dishes into the dishwasher. So I don't have a messy workspace because I do work from home. But that is something I do every single night to make sure that my morning is flowing better. If I woke up and I went to the gym and I came home to a stack of dishes and a dirty kitchen from dinner the night before, I would not be setting myself up for success. And I know I'd be overwhelmed with the mess so that I would always want to be cleaning it up right away. And it would just delay the things that are important to me to be getting done in the morning. When it comes to getting your morning set straight too, I think you have to know what's important to you and what's a priority to you. I'm a little bit more organized and high strung than most people. So this may not be a priority for a lot of people. I know a lot of people who just wake up, get their coffee and go straight to work. I'm not that way at all. I get super anxious when I have things that are really important that I have to get done during the day. And I think about them all day long. So one thing I used to do is I would work out at noon and it would give me so much anxiety waiting until noon to get to the gym, especially if something came up in my day And it was just unavoidable for me to have to move my gym schedule around. 
And then I would not have the ability to work out as long as I wanted or things were just off the rest of the day and my calendar was just thrown away. So I shifted to becoming more of a morning person because I knew that I wanted to have an uninterrupted time where I was at the gym and I could focus on getting my workout in. I could film if I wanted to. And it was done first thing in the morning. So I didn't have to think about it the rest of the day. And the anxiety just kind of resolved itself because that task was done. I'm big on getting the most important thing done first thing in the morning and making your schedule a priority. Some people like to chill. Some people like to have a slow morning. I'm that way on the weekends and I don't like to just cram everything in. That's kind of like how I recharge. But during the week, I have so much going on constantly that I have to have a really routine schedule so that by the end of the day, because I am like out by seven, I am, I have nothing left in me by 7 PM. I have to make sure that I have a structured schedule that gets me to that point where I can relax for the day. So I like to, like I said, get the first thing that's the most important out of the way first. And that for me is working out. So we go as early as five some days, but in the summertime, that's been trickling to closer to like 530 or six when we get to the gym. Um, and that is the most important thing for us. So we get that done right away. Again, I'm not a big pre-workout snack. I don't do pre-workout caffeine because it'll just, I like to make sure I have something in my system first. Um, so I'm just big on chugging water and going straight to the gym. If I'm doing a really, really big workout, I'll have a banana or something small, but usually I just go straight to the gym. But getting your consistent schedule figured out, what's going to work for you? That is the most important factor in building a morning routine is making sure you know what your schedule needs to look like and be real with yourself. If you have a bunch of kids and you know that you're not going to have time to work out, when can you work out? What does your morning need to look like? When do you need to get up? How can you prioritize yourself? At least giving yourself 30 minutes in the morning where you can kind of set yourself up for the day. Some people that I work with like to have journal time at that time. Some people like to get up a little bit earlier and trying to work towards working out in the morning while their kids are sleeping. What Whatever it works for you, that's just the most important factor is understanding your schedule and being realistic of how you're going to accomplish your day. And one thing I hear a lot is I can't wake up that early. I didn't sleep well the night before. This is why getting your nighttime routine down is so important. What does your night have to look like so you can get a restful sleep, And you can get the amount of time that you need to sleep so you can wake up at the time that you need to wake up. And I'm going to be a little tough love on you here. Be realistic with yourself. You are an adult. This is something that is not comfortable and it never gets more comfortable. I woke up this morning. I kept my eyes closed while I brushed my teeth and while I washed my face. And it was a solid 10 minutes where I was standing there with my eyes closed because I did not want to get up this morning. But once I washed my face, once I've been up for 10 minutes, I was ready to go but it took me forever and I was so tired. And if I had no discipline, I would have gone straight back to bed. And the one thing that has really helped me with this aspect is to not make decisions in the hard times. This is something that I feel like a lot of people do and why a lot of people will fail is you will promise yourself that you will do something. And then the second that it actually comes to doing that task, now making that decision is harder than when you planned it the night before and you'll talk yourself out of it. So you have to tell yourself that the promises that you are saying you're going to do and the things that you're going to do the next day, you keep those promises to yourself and you don't make the decision when the time is tough. If you make decisions when the time is tough, you will always find a reason why you don't have to do it. But if you want to be successful, you will stay disciplined and you'll keep promises to yourself. 
So I highly recommend when you're making your schedule, don't make it an option when the time is tough. So that was like two tips in one, making sure that you have a consistent sleep schedule with a nighttime routine, being really consistent about what you need your routine to look like and sticking to it, but also making sure that you go to bed at the same time every single night and work your way towards waking up earlier in the morning. If you get a full night's sleep, if you are naturally going to bed at the same time every single night, it will start to get a little bit easier. It's never going to be you just popping out of bed every single day and it's just easy but it will start to get easier the more consistent you are with it. The other aspect that's really important before bed is avoiding screen times. This isn't for everybody. Personally, I like to watch some TV or make some edits to some stuff before I go to sleep, Um, but I try to at least limit that to 30 minutes before bed. I have noticed that if I get on a social media or if I'm watching TV intently, especially if I'm not wearing like blue light glasses or anything like that, I have a much harder time going to sleep, especially if it's directly in your face. I find I have a really hard time falling asleep. I'm tossing and turning a lot. I end up having to do like legs up the wall just to kind of like reset my nervous system and start relaxing. But the times that I really avoid screens before bed and I read instead, I have a much more restful sleep minus the fact that I will get sucked into a book and just want to keep reading super late. That's my biggest problem with reading a book. But avoiding screen time as much as you can before bed, especially long periods of screen time, um, is one of the best things that you can do for helping you kind of get your circadian rhythm in place and falling asleep naturally. But if you are going to use screens, I highly recommend that you get blue light glasses. Those are one of the biggest things that have helped me personally. I've even gotten to the point where I've noticed that if I'm not wearing my blue light glasses and I'm looking at screens all day, I start to get a lot of headaches frequently. So the ones that I have, they were pretty expensive, but do your research on them because some of them aren't actually like true blue light glasses. And I've heard like some negative things about some on Amazon, but if you do your research and find like a high quality pair, they really do make a difference. And again, this is all part of your nighttime routine, getting things in place that are going to help you have some structure so that your morning flows easily and is more consistent. And I'm a very routine person. I get made fun of by my friends all of the time, how I like to go to bed at a certain time or 8.30 rolls around and I'm starting to yawn like crazy. So it's not as challenging for me necessarily because I do like to do things that are the same kind of over and over again. Like we eat the same dinners all of the time. We do the same thing over and over again. But the routines have really helped provide structure in my life. So it makes it easier to get things done on a day-to-day basis. And I truly believe that if you don't have some sort of routine for your morning, your evening, and even just your day, things can fall apart very quickly. If you don't have some kind of structure or some plan to your day, you're kind of just like letting yourself go out wild and free, which is fine, but also it's really hard to be consistent. It's really hard to time manage and make sure you're getting things done properly. And it can be really hard to be successful at something because repetition and consistency is where success comes from. So I think that's the same thing when it comes to your routine repetition and consistency in your mornings, repetition and consistency in your workouts and your nighttime routines and your daily structure. And the things that you do over and over and over again are the things that you will find yourself being the most successful in. 
because you learn from them and because you do them better the next day. So I think that's all part of having a good and structured routine. And that's where I think the nighttime routine comes in play. It is the first part of your morning routine. You need to make sure you're setting yourself up for success for the next day. If you have loads of laundry that are overflowing, if you have a ton of stuff you didn't get done the day before, if you promised yourself you do some stuff at night that you didn't get done, it all piles into the next day. So you're literally bringing all of your problems from the day before to tomorrow. And then it makes it so much more stressful and chaotic. So if you just kind of check those things off, if you have some kind of consistency in your nighttime routine, your morning routine kind of falls into place because you know what you have to do. For me, that looks like getting dinner made, having some time to just kind of rest and relax because when you work for yourself, it's really easy to work 24 seven. And I find myself sitting on the couch, either editing a video, working on a client check-in, doing some work for the website. You will constantly find things that you can do to advance your business. So I have to have some structure in there where I just don't do anything and I really stay away from work or I'm just gonna find myself being burnt out. So I like the last three hours of the evening to be just time with Sean. At dinner time, we have no phones. We talk to each other. We watch a TV show, whatever it is, but we don't scroll and kind of like keep ourselves separate. And after that, I like to have a clean kitchen. So we'll clean up our dinner. I'll do a chore or two. Usually that's like a load of laundry. I'll load the dishwasher. I'll shower for the night and then I'll do my skincare. And then at that point, I'm pretty much just relaxing for the evening. So we'll watch right now we're in Yellowstone. Um, but we'll watch a TV show. I'll read a book and just kind of wind down for the evening. So that is my free time where I'm really making sure that I have some time to relax and recharge and I'm not overwhelming myself for the next day. And I also usually plan out some tasks. I'll do that right before I end work for the day where I just plan out everything that I need to do the next day. And that's going to be an easy way for me to look into what's important the next day. I'm a big time blocker. So I time block anything from eight to about 7 PM. And that's where I like to do tasks within two hour timeframes. And that has helped me really stay structured. But getting a nighttime routine in place is going to do so much for you and your morning routine because you're setting yourself up for success for that morning routine. So I highly suggest that you take a look at what you kind of need to do to set yourself up for a good morning and what that is so you can start getting into a routine of that. The next tip I have is to expose yourself to natural sunlight first thing in the morning if possible, especially your eyes. I love summertime for this because it's so easy to just kind of get outside for 30 minutes right away and get some sun in your face early in the morning. In the winter, I really struggle with this because we're up at five and sun doesn't really come into our yard until like 10 a.m. And when it does, it's freezing. So it's always a challenge at that point, but it's a good habit to develop in the summertime because you can go outside for a couple minutes first thing in the morning and just expose yourself to natural sunlight. This is helping set your circadian rhythm. This is your natural state. So your body's ability to wake up at sunlight and rest at sunset. And that helps your body kind of get into a regulated system and a natural sleeping and waking cycle. So opening your curtains the first thing in the morning, going outside, getting a walk in, or just sitting outside and having your coffee and just being in direct sunlight is an amazing way to start kind of getting your body into a natural wake and sleep cycle. And honestly, it has helped a lot. We go out and we have our coffee first thing in the morning after our workout, and we'll just sit out there for like 20 minutes. And again, in the summertime, it's so easy because you just want to like bake in the sun, or at least I do. Um, And that's how we get our sunlight in first thing in the morning. And then after the gym, we're walking Aspen. So we're outside getting some sunlight. 
And it really helps because like 5 a.m. now in the summertime, the sun is coming up and my body just naturally wakes up at that time, even on the weekends. So your body starts to kind of get into a natural cycle and it's less of like thinking about waking up at that time and pushing yourself to and your body naturally starts to just do it. But the process is the same, going to bed at the same time every single night, waking up at the same time every single morning, and really being consistent in that. And that's when your body starts to really start to kind of shift and give you more of a natural routine. Now, in a perfect world, my next tip would be that you wake up and within two to three hours of waking up, you have some sort of movement. If you can, even better, I would suggest within the first hour of waking up, getting some sort of movement in, whether that's walking, if it's yoga, some stretching, going to the gym, your body's cortisol levels are naturally higher first thing in the morning. So if you can get your workout in first thing in the morning, it is the best thing for you. And it's easier for your body to do that because you're not having to cram down energy drinks at like 5 PM because you're so tired from the day and your cortisol is naturally lower. Your cortisol is elevated enough in the morning that you have the energy to get your workout in and it is so good for your body to get some movement first thing. It kind of gets your digestion moving. It gets your body just moving in general. So I always recommend that if you can get your workout in first thing in the morning and then start your day with a healthy breakfast. It's really important that you have fuel in the morning and that you're fueling yourself with protein, healthy fats, healthy carbs, that is going to one, help you post-workout from your workout. So fueling your body after your workout and giving it what it needs to repair, but also helping set your digestion system, helping give your brain fuel for the day and starting off on a good foot. This also helps regulate your blood sugar. So getting everything kind of stabilized and ready for the day, that is what I think is one of the most important meals of the day. There's a lot of different science out there around fasting and having breakfast and there's different conflicting information. Personally, from the research I've done, I've found that it is very important for women to be eating pretty soon on in the morning within three hours of waking. Um, There's other research out there that shows that fasting is super beneficial, but I found in the research that I've done that it is more important that those are in your menopausal years because the hormone shifting and that in your fertile years, you should be eating within rising within at least three hours because of the hormonal shifts and making sure that your blood sugar is regulated and it just helps for healthier hormones. I highly suggest that you do some research on your own and kind of do what works best for you and how your body best responds. Um, Don't just take my word for it. This is just what I have found to be very beneficial. And from my research, what I think has been shown to be the best way for women to kind of be monitoring their systems when they first wake up. I highly suggest you do your own research and make your own conclusions. Talk to your doctor, things that are obviously like the best option for you. But from my research, I have found that having a healthy breakfast, a balanced breakfast, high in protein in the morning is super beneficial, especially for women. Um, And personally, that's what works best for me. If I'm running on empty, I find myself grumpy. Sean makes jokes that if I don't have my coffee yet, I am not the nicest human. And I'm usually okay up until like 10 a.m. Like I naturally don't have coffee until a little bit later in the morning. But right around 10 a.m., I'm ready for some caffeine and some food. And that's usually when I start to have breakfast and my first meal. Um, So that is what I would say is a good tip is to have a good healthy breakfast in the morning after your workout or at least within a couple hours of rising. Having coffee first thing in the morning interferes with your body's cortisol production. So when you are reaching for coffee first thing in the morning and think about it this way, you've been asleep for hours. So your body's already naturally dehydrated and 
coffee and caffeine in general are dehydrating in themselves. So you're not only raising your body's cortisol level, so you are getting a massive spike. Your cortisol is already at its highest point when you first wake up. So now you are literally just raising your stress hormones. And that is what cortisol is, is stress hormones, which can lead to you being really anxious and stressed, but also it's going to lead to a crash. So it messes with the cortisol production, but also it can just make you feel really tired and it can make it be a little bit harder of a process in the morning. So I think it's really important to have a relationship that's healthy with caffeine in general. I stopped having coffee first thing in the morning years ago. Like in college, I was constantly just first thing in the morning, I'd wake up, make my coffee, go to class, and then I'd have coffee throughout the day. And now I wake up, I chug water first thing, I work out, I have my post-workout smoothie. So I always have something to eat in my stomach. So I'm not just getting a huge rush in my bloodstream of caffeine. And then I have my coffee. So I'm not drinking caffeine until usually like nine or 10 in the morning, just depending on how early I wake up. And it has made a huge difference in that daily crash. So managing your caffeine intake, I think is really important as well. And just having a healthy relationship with caffeine is going to make you one less feel, feel less tired first thing in the morning, but also avoid that crash later on that you will feel when you're waking up earlier and just smashing caffeine. My next tip and my most important tip is that you start to slowly work back your schedule towards the time that you want to wake up. I think this is the most important one because people will tell me all the time that they wake up at like 10 a.m. and that they want to be a 5 a.m. person, but it's really hard for them or that they have kids and they just wake up and run into the day at like 730 and they'll just go cold turkey. And that can work for some people, but a majority of people, I would say that you start waking up at 5 a.m. and the first day is really hard and then it kind of gets better here and there. But after a while, you'll start to quit because it was so challenging that it's just not worth keeping up. So if you slowly start working your way back, if you're a night owl, I'd recommend working your way back from like, if you go to bed at 12 in the morning, go to bed at 11 one night and then try and go back in 30 minute increments until you get to a point where you're sleeping to seven to nine hours and you're waking up at the time that you want to wake up. But don't just go cold turkey and wake up at 5 a.m. if you're waking up at 10 a.m. right now. That's a big jump for your body and it can lead a lot of stress. It can be really hard for your body and you're going to feel really tired and it just makes the process more miserable. You've been waking up, just think of it this way, at the time you're waking up for a really long time and it's not ruined your life. So just slowly take this next week or two to work your way backwards and do it in 30 minute increments. So it makes it so much easier of a process. And then once you get to the time that you want to wake up, do it consistently, set your alarm and wake up at that time and go to bed at the same time every single night. And the more consistent you are with it, the better it gets. Again, like I said, it's not going to be easy all the time. You're not going to wake up and just feel like your best. It's a struggle, but you have to have that discipline. And the more disciplined you are with it, it's just not a question anymore. When you leave it to be a question, that's when it becomes the most challenging, in my opinion. If you're constantly asking yourself, do I want to work out today? How is this going to go today? What am I going to do when I wake up? It's easier for you to talk yourself out of it. But if you have a routine and you have a schedule that you stick to and you know, I go to the gym at 5.30 every single morning, you don't wake up at five and ask yourself if you can go to the gym. You already know if I don't make the gym today at 5.30, I'm not going to make it the rest of the day. So it's not even a question. This is when I go to the gym. I can't miss that appointment with myself and you just stop negotiating. And lastly, I have heard on different podcasts, I think it's done from Mel Robbins, but I'm not 100% sure. So don't quote me on that. 
the five second rule where you basically give yourself five seconds to take an action. So when you wake up, don't think about how tired you are. Don't think about all the things you have to do. You give yourself five seconds. So you turn off your alarm and you get, you count backwards from five, four, three, two, one, and you're up. And that will make it such an easier process than sitting there and debating with yourself and thinking about hitting snooze and thinking about how tired you are. That's when you will come up with excuses and that's when you will make yourself able to talk yourself out of what you already planned. And that is when you will talk yourself out of what you've already planned. This is a hard moment. And in those hard moments, I highly suggest you utilize that tool of five seconds. It has helped so much with productivity, in my opinion, in our household, And just like in between Sean and I, if we are like sitting on the couch and we're like, oh, the laundry just went off, you count backwards and you get up and you do it. And it's done in such a short period of time. And it's just nice to have it done. But like with the morning routine, it makes it so much easier to not even think about it because you are in a moment where you just woke up and it's tired, you're tired and it's tough. But when you count backwards and you get up, I'm not going to lie. Those first 10 minutes suck. But if you give yourself a couple minutes, wash your face, put some cold water in your face, chuck some water, you're going to be glad that you got up. You're going to start feeling alive. It's going to start feeling more routine and you're going to wake up and feel refreshed. And it's much easier than waking up an hour and a half later, feeling groggy and missing your morning, missing your routine, missing all the things that you had already planned. And now your day's behind. So try utilizing that tool if you have a really hard time getting up or you hit snooze a lot. She also mentions that when you hit snooze, it's actually worse for your sleep because you have like 75 minute sleeping cycles. So if you actually are only snoozing for five minutes, it's actually going to hurt your sleep more and make you more tired because you're not getting that full sleep cycle and you're waking up in the middle of it. So it's going to make you even more exhausted. So that's something that I know helped me and Sean and some other people I know with just waking up and not hitting snooze because... Because if you pay attention to it, you start to notice that you do feel a little bit more groggy, especially if you're not getting that full 75 minutes. The most important thing when it comes to your morning routine, though, is just making sure that it's structured and it works for you, but that you are consistent and that you are persistent with it. So being dedicated and doing it over and over and over again, that's when you will see that you're successful with it. The first couple months are hard. The first couple days are the hardest. But once it just becomes a part of life, you start not questioning as many things as you used to. You find that you're just kind of rolling with the day and it becomes part of your routine versus when do I wake up? I think that's the thing that hurts the most people is not having a routine and just kind of like, okay, well, today's a Thursday. What time do I want to wake up today? What time do I want to go to the gym today? And you give yourself opportunity to miss the appointments that you have set for yourself. And it's easier to not go to the gym. It's easier not to wake up. It's easier to miss a bunch of stuff on your schedule because you haven't planned it out and you're not consistent and routine with it. But if you go to the gym at the same time every single day, if you are having a walk schedule at the same time, you eat foods around the same time, you have things prepped in your fridge and you have meals ready to go, it's much easier to stay consistent and consistency is what leads to results. And when you are consistent, you'll start to see that your routine falls into place. You'll start to see that things are starting to get done and it's easier because you don't have to decide. 
it's already decided for you and you just wake up and kind of take on the day. So that's my biggest take when it comes to developing your routine, understand your schedule and understand what's realistic for you. And then building your routine into that so that everything is managed and you don't have to think about it. Take the thinking, take the negotiation out of it. And that dedication is just going to kind of come naturally because you're thinking less about it and you're less inclined to negotiate with yourself. You know what happens when you stick into routine and it makes it much easier of a process. So that's your homework. Figure out kind of what works for your schedule and kind of break down the most important tasks from greatest to least and get the most important things done first and build out your routine. Do it over and over and over again to the point that you are waking up the time that works for you and your schedule, going to bed at the time that works for you and your schedule, getting your full seven to nine hours of sleep, and then doing it the next day. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you guys have any questions, you can DM me over on Instagram. You can also follow me on all of my social medias at Kayla Dirk, and I will talk to you in the next episode.